You are listening to a conservative review production. Trust, but verify. You're listening to The Conservative Conscience. In Washington, politicians are full of half-truths and hot air. The Conservative Conscience is here to help you cut through the rhetoric and noise and explore the politically right way to think about the issues. You'll dive into one of the most insightful conservative minds in America. Conservative Review's senior editor, Daniel Horowitz, and along with co-host Joe Koss, they break down the major issues in Washington. You are now entering The Conservative Conscience. Welcome back to The Conservative Conscience. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz. And today is August the 3rd. We we decided to put this out a day early because, indeed, there is a lot of hot air, lots of half-truths being spewed, unfortunately, by our own movement these days. These are dark times to be a conservative. Have we reached rock bottom as conservatives? That's what I want to delve into to kind of tie, tie in the news of the day, the news of the week, whenever you hear this broadcast. Um, you know, first, some just housekeeping notes. Obviously, many of you have sent me some kind comments about my appearance on Mark Levin last night for my book. It's available at Amazon surging right now. Stick it to the courts. Stick it to the elites in both the conservative and liberal legal movements that want to empower the courts to be an oligarchy. Buy my book, Stolen Sovereignty, How to Stop Unelected Judges from Transforming America. Sign up for LevinTV.com. It was pretty much the only sane TV program on any side of the spectrum at this point. Um, and, and as always, we have these tough choices. We're all stuck between a rock and a hard place as conservatives with no vehicle, no nothing we could vote with our conscience that we could be proud of. Well, we could still do that. We could vote with our feet. We could vote with the products we buy. You know, you have the opportunity to support our sponsors, Patriot Mobile, stop funding Hillary Clinton's campaign, stop funding Planned Parenthood with your liberal mobile providers. Patriot Mobile will give 5% of the proceeds to your conservative organization of choice. I back it wholeheartedly. My wife's in the process of switching us over now. So please join me with that. And and there's many other ways. I mean, look, we're boycotting Target as well. Um, and that's it's it's hurting them. I, Walmart diapers suck, but and my wife complains about it with our twenty uh, month old. But we're we're suffering through it. We gotta, we need to preserve our conscience. And with that, I'd like to bring back a man that I am so happy to have back with me. It's been a while, Joe Koss. Joe, I am in such a freaking bad mood these I days. <laughs> Cheer me up. We can't both be in a bad mood. No, I mean, look, I told you before we we came on to record that. I am seeing glimmers of hope out there in the general populace. I'm seeing people saying things and doing things that give me some hope and some inspiration that all is not lost. And I know you're there. I know you think we need to just like crack a hole in the in the hull and, and fall to the bottom of the sea here or, you know, uh, baseball trade deadline. You know, we need to sell, you know, sell our superstars, restock the farm team and, and, and look ahead to years to come. But I, I, you know, I don't think we get the luxury of doing that in politics all the time. And even if we do, I don't think we're quite there yet. No. And and and, and that's the thing. While, while you were out, you know, we had a couple of good podcasts, got a lot of feedback from our, our friends, lots of, you know, and, and some of you, I just want to make note, if I don't respond to your email, it doesn't necessarily mean I didn't see it. I, I've seen most of them. I'm just, I'm just, I've been writing not just that I, not, I didn't only write a book, I, I've pretty much written more 
content than my book, about 100,000 words in just the last month alone. As you can see, on, on just an array of issues, I'm really busy, but I really appreciate you. Some of you guys have, have written some really good ideas, and, and please continue. Tweet me, email the CR contact. I will see it, and, and we will incorporate some of these ideas, push for them. And, and anyway, Joe, when you were out, we were, you know, we were discussing the main idea is this. Whatever you feel about Trump, yeah, not, but we all agree we want to beat Hillary, and we all agree, and we all should agree. The point I was making is don't sell yourself out. Have some, some cognitive dissonance where you make a choice, but don't be that person. Don't support every and defend every last thing the guy does. Don't change your views like we are seeing with so many of the people around us in this movement, changing your long-held views to become a progressive populist, to become whatever, um, a liberal on so many issues. Stand who you are. Strive for something better because if you don't, not only are you violating your conscience, as we noted in our last podcast, our, a number of articles, it's stupid strategically because this is why we lose in the long run. But I want to take this with you to the next level how this is actually hurting us even in the short run by people so obsessing about the Trump cult because we have to beat Hillary. Ironically, they're not beating Hillary and they're ensuring we don't beat Hillary and how Donald Trump himself and some of his core supporters are the biggest proponents of never Trump and electing Hillary. And I want to explore that. Um, But part of it was we said that, you know, what you do in these days your vote is not everything, okay? Your vote at the top of the ticket, you know, there's a hundred over 100 million votes. There's a lot of other things we could be doing, supporting some conservative organizations, conservative business uh, services and products, but also, you know, down the ballot. Down the ballot was so important. That was another thing. And I figured there's areas where, you know, between people that are enthusiastically supportive of Trump but against the establishment, you know, tepidly supportive of him, really hate the guy's guts, we could all unite under some long-term reforms. We're talking about primary reform, going back to state conventions. I've been making the case over and over. This stuff in my book, the immigration reform ideas, the sovereignty reform ideas, the judicial reform ideas, um, states saying no to the courts and how to buttress the states with state legislatures, um, strength, strengthening the states. You know, again, Whoever wins this election, we all have to admit there are a lot of problems with Trump, no matter what, even if you want to beat Hillary. And we need strong conservative governors, state legislatures to push back. We need to be exploring a third party in the long run. There's there's a lot of it's all of the above. You know, they say with energy policy, all of the above. I mean, that's what we need. We need an all of the above approach. So with that said, one of the things is looking down ballot. So I figured, and I warned last time, that our Waterloo would be Tim Hulescamp, uh, one of the top five conservatives on par with a Louis Gohmert, a Dave Brad, that was being targeted by every fecal matter that you hate, every, everything that has spawned anyone to vote for Trump. They're, they're aligned against this man. Chamber of Commerce, agriculture lobbyists, Boehner's alumni, I mean— you know, the, the Ricketts guys, all these guys, the big pay-for-play money people are against him. And I was like, we have failed to win a single primary this cycle. We have not. We have failed to knock off a single incumbent establishment guy in this much-vaunted year of the outsider. We have failed to, for the most part, win open seats. Now there's the third level, the final frontier, where they say, you know what? 
We're so emboldened, we're going to knock off the few incumbents they have. And you know what? Tim Hulskamp lost last night. Now, I, I wish... I figured that this would be a unifying moment. Like, hey, guys, you know, some people are fighting over Trump, how how much they like him or not. But, dude, I mean, the chamber and Boehner, you should see that picture on social media of Boehner toasting his mug in his lounge chair chair there. I mean, they're winning. The other side is winning. And and we need – what does it say if they know that anyone who bucks leadership is now a target and and they'll raise more money than, than the incumbent and knock the guy off? And Joe, I was shocked that the Trump cult has come this far. Again, talking about supporting him, but not selling yourself out to do so. That Rush Limbaugh, and this was kind of started by Ann Coulter, who, by the way, fully supported Mitch McConnell when I was opposing him before it was cool. Fully supported John Boehner in these budget fights and said the Tea Party was acting retarded. But now is suddenly this new refreshing voice in the eyes of some said that Tim Hulskamp, I know why he lost. This was about, he didn't support Trump. He supported Cruz and his opponent supported Trump. And and that's, and without knowing jack squat about the dynamics of the race, the district, the history of Hulskamp, um, oh, it's about Trump. And, and, and Rush Limbaugh, you know, made that, that observation very, very disappointing. Um, we're going to have a piece out at Conservative Review, debunking this both from a philosophical standpoint and just a fact standpoint. Um, Dude, you know why he lost? The guy lost because he stood up to the ag whores. This is what bothers me. We now have people that are so into Trump that they are cheering on the globalist, open borders, pro-endless trade. I mean, this is their big issue to die on. Um, Ag lobby and Chamber of Commerce that they defeated Hulescamp simply because Hulescamp wasn't on board. And the, the other guy just said he'll support Trump simply because he's a party hack. The same way he's going to dutifully support Ryan, McCarthy, McConnell, the chamber, K Street, you name it. So we are now cheering the guy. Just so you know, I don't know if you remember 2013, Hulescamp was the first guy to publicly call for the ouster of John Boehner. And Breitbart lauded him at the time because this was before, you know, the Trump thing makes it that everything's about Trump or not Trump. And if you don't support him, then all of a sudden you're a bad dude. Um, And he was kicked off the Agriculture Committee because of it. (sighs) Joe, explain something to me. If we are okay with this, if we are going to sell out our best conservatives who fought, who The Trump revolution was built on their shoulders. They were the ones who exposed this, who angered the people. People like Hulescamp on the outside, people like me on the inside. I know I spoke a long time here, but I'm coming to a point. I want to get, I want our audience to get Joe's take on this. I, I know few people in this movement have spent more time personally endorsing and recruiting candidates to knock off the very people that have angered those that have engendered, you know, the Trump revolution, the chamber, the establishment, McConnell, Boehner. There are few people than more than me that have spent so many hours that I don't get paid to do to orchestrate the battle against John Boehner three times until he finally succeeded. There is perhaps nobody around who has written more ink, and I mean hundreds of thousands of words, on immigration policy and open borders from every single angle when it wasn't cool, before it was cool, not including my book, which is half about immigration. 
Joe, if people like Tim Hulskamp and myself don't have a place in this movement, who the hell does? That's the one thing that does scare me, Daniel, is somebody like Hulskamp can go down whenever the establishment decides to flex their muscles like they did. When I looked around the country, and I mean, you and I, this, is, this isn't this is just inside baseball. I mean, this is like money ball for most people in politics, looking around the country, looking at singular uh, congressional districts. But Hulskamp, the thing about him is, although last night there were a couple victories in, in other states that you know, show signs that there are people who are sick of the establishment. They're not in, in, in Trump-heavy places. A place like Michigan, where Ted Cruz did very well during the meat of the election, and you had a couple of more conservative yep. guys win. So what does that tell you? That tells you that in a Cruz state, I mean, it, it was close. I mean, you know, Trump, I guess, got a, a little more here. But at the end of the day... That's a cruise state. So so they're expected to win. We would expect that to continue on. But Trump should have been able to do the same thing in Trump states and in Trump places. And although Kansas wasn't one of those necessarily, what you saw, like you said, is because Boehner didn't like him and because the establishment went after Hewell's camp, all they had to do was flex their muscles and they won with some guy. And what that tells you is that Trump, one, doesn't have the gravitas that he said. Two, he doesn't even really care. It's not like he went in there and could or did or did anything for Hewell's camp. And not that he... I I mean, he hates Paul Ryan, right? Evidently, Paul Ryan, John Boehner, the chamber, the do-nothing politicians, the the lobbyists who are bought... I mean, everything you want to say, this is your man. But it's everything with this man is a quid pro quo. And he endorsed Cruz. Right. So he didn't get involved. So the one who what is the one endorsement he has made? There's a lot of talk about him not affirmatively endorsing McCain and and um you know Ryan, but he's not directly endorsing the challenger. The one direct endorsement he gave was Renee Elmers. Yep. The biggest open borders chamber of commerce, elitist, globalist, Goldman Sachs, Ber- Bilderbergers, the whole the whole nine yards of any Trump guy is going to talk about. Um, that that that's what Renee Elmers was. That was who he endorsed. Why? Because she was one of the first to endorse him. Quid pro quo. Is the is the? I mean, r- really, dudes. But, but but now it's our <laughs> glad Hules camp lost because he didn't endorse Trump. Oh, so you, I mean, this is what it's about now. I mean, this is a man. Again, there would be no Trump revolution if not for people like us, because we exposed all the stuff that was going on with Boehner. Um, before people knew who John Boehner was and why it was cool to oppose him, this guy was putting it on the line. And and you know, Joe, there's another thing that I just find so so disappointing and i write about in this article and as we go to broadcast you know it just came out and that is um what is behind the hules camp loss and what it portends why do we have this 20 trillion in debt this federal government that is involved in every sphere of state life of individual life of private sector um taxes regulate subsidize intervenes and everything we have it because despite the fact that every Republican, oh, too much debt, government too big. And then when they come into power and you reach the fulcrum, the focal points that will determine the processes, the legislation, the leverage points that actually determine this and you know matter whether you're going to continue along these policies, 
they're they're all in in the bipartisan oligarchy. They don't do anything and they actually make it worse. Like we've been chronicling every day of the week at Conservative Review since our founding. They it's it's ideological log rolling. The, let's face it, the Democrats have the urban constituency, so they have their welfare. But our guys, you have the ag, the energy, then you know the this textiles and this net. So you get what I call the greatest common factor of the ideological log rolling of the gravy train, and you get everyone's big government because no one wants to say no, no one wants to be a statesman. Tim Hulskamp was was the Waterloo for our side, and the reason why I say that so dramatically is because he represented the number one ag district. Until now, anyone who even represented a partial ag district, oh my gosh, anything they wanted, oh yes, yes, yes. Even some of our friends, some good members who are good in every other issue, you know, they suck on that. And I, I get it. I get it. But this is why we will continue to grow government. He was one of 12 members to vote against the farm bill. And the farm bill is a status price fixing bill, which, by the way, it's called a five year plan. Does that sound familiar? Right. Stalin? I mean, hey, you know, dude, is this what we stand for? And he said no. He was a statesman. He carried this message that, look, we're for rugged individualism. I believe in you guys. We're not, we're going to, a government that's big enough to give you everything is a government big enough to take everything away from you. The same people offering these subsidies are the same people that tax you with the death tax. They're the same people that regulate the height of your hen houses, literally. They, um, we're not going to tax and regulate you. We're not going to subsidize you. And let's devolve more of the power and money to the states where it should be. You know, the whole pyramid of state, federal, local control money is flipped on its head. It's inverted. And and that's how we actually empower our farms, empower our state interests. That's what the, what a daddy says. That's not what the monetary morphine, you know, the, the, the political morphine is going to say. This is what the real surgery is like. That's what a statesman is. He was the one person willing to do it. That's, it's not just he was, oh, a very conservative, constitutional conservative, full-spectrum, three-legged stool. That's all true. And a big fighter. But it was more than that. He was willing to take on his own special interests. That is why he lost. This is nothing new. The ag challenged him last time. They came close. I think they got 46% against him. And they came back again. So for these schmucks, and I include Rush Limbaugh in that, who, who, who haven't a clue... He, he talks about drive-by. Talk about drive. He's the drive-by media. Ow, he lost because he didn't support Trump. Don't be a schmuck. Whether you love Trump or hate Trump, this was done because it was an ag district and the ag guys came after him. And it's not, you know, it doesn't take a big brain to understand why he lost. Anyone would tell you what he, what Hills Camp did was political suicide. But that's what we need. And this is a message to every other conservative. Not just if you're a conservative and you buck leadership, you're going to be attacked. You will. But that if that you cannot stand up to the dependency in your district. And you could say, well, Daniel, well, it's a problem. You got to represent your district. Then we lost. I, I, I don't know where. Then, then shut up. Then shut up about the debt. Shut up about the big government and dependency. Stop talking about it. I don't want to hear it. This is why we lose. But, but this is what it is. It's all about the cult of personality. All about the cult of personality. So I want to move on. How destructive is this cult of personality? I want to get on board. I want to defeat Hillary Clinton. The problem is these guys, because of what they're doing, destroying people like Hulescamp. And then another thing I want to talk about is they are ensuring he's not winning. So this man, 
And, and we chronicle this at Conservative Review. Unlike the cultists, we are talking about the courts and the rise in crime and the courts letting out the criminals and Obama letting out the criminals. We're talking about the ransom to Iran, the $400 million that was just exposed. Hillary owns that. Um, we're going to have a whole series about how Hillary lost North Africa, the entire continent of Africa, how she lost Syria to, to the Islamists. Where is Trump talking about this? He's talking about the fire marshals. He's talking about Ted Cruz. He's talking about, um, you know, a gold star father. Whatever you think of him or not, it's stupid to go after him. Go after the policy. Obama, there's news about refugees, flooding the country with refugees. We're going to talk about, I'm going to have an article this week about Alabama being denied standing to sue Obama for violating statute and not consulting with the state on refugee resettlement. We could sure use his voice. Where the hell is the man? And this is how you win. Don't you want to win? I thought we wanted to defeat Hillary. Now, there'd be one thing if this freak show was working. You'd say, look, I disagree with it. I'm bothered conscience-wise. I'm bothered by the ideology. I'm bothered by his character. But you know what? It's working. Whatever gave him this aura of invis- invincibility through the primary is persisting through the general. Okay? I, I get it. But... Uh, dude, I mean, Joe, I, I, you've seen the polls more than I have. I've been busy with some of the issues, but I mean, tell me, ha, isn't he losing constituencies we haven't had in 60 years? He's seven to 10 points behind Nashley. In the States, he is tied with Hillary in Arizona, Missouri, Georgia, and Utah. Dude, it, I'm not the never Trump guy. You guys and Trump are the never Trump guy because if you don't have a course correction and instead of as as Mark Levin is saying with the pom-poms and the rockets, by being pom-poms and rockets for a guy that is losing demonstrably to Hillary, you are not helping him or the cause of beating Hillary. You need a instead instead of the movement saying Donald cut the garbage out, focus on Hillary, focus on the policy of refugees, focus on all the issues we're talking about and you'll beat her. Yes defend every indefensible thing he does yes mr trump am i missing something i mean isn't this circular logic it is but look i don't i I saw a report tonight that said trump is uh they're not rumors but people are starting to talk about what happens if trump drops out and i just kind of roll my eyes at this because (laughs) it's to me that's a dog whistle for overall what everyone thinks about this campaign. There there are a bunch of people that hitched their ride to Trump thinking that he might be the long shot to win. And if they did, uh, or if he did, they would somehow be like, you know, the first mate of, of, of you know, the Trump train. But the thing is, if you look at it, 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 it is all about him. But not only is it all about him, on the other side, it's all about Hillary. What we have going on right now is a race, like you've always said, about between two personalities. This isn't about principle. It's not even politics. If it was politics, it, you know, Trump would have been prevented somehow. They would have done something. But even the, even the GOP and the party elites were so worried that Trump was going to win that they wanted to save face and save themselves that they made it about him. And they played right into his hands. So that's the problem is we've got two cults of personality, both the Hillary group and the Trump people. I mean, I have some liberal friends that, you know, we all have people on both sides of the aisle that we're friends with more than likely. And I have some people on Facebook that I'll, I mean, I I love it because I can go back and point to them. They were 
only Bernie, never Hillary type people. And within a day, they flipped to Hillary because to them, politics <laughs> is about people. It's not about principles. Yep. And it's not even their fault. We as a country, we've developed this over the last decade or so. You know, Bill Clinton really ushered that in. He really was the first one in a long time. Now, this used to be the case long, long time ago. And this is one of the reasons that, that you know, our founders didn't like parties is because they didn't want people simply aligning yes. with a party per se. But I don't... It wouldn't be the system of governance anymore, the three branches. It would be the two the parties. Two parties. And, and you can say that that's happened, you know, for better or worse. And, it, it, you know, it's a reality. It's a political reality. But I think that they would take party politics over personality-driven politics any day of the week because they know that people are fallible. I mean, uh, St. Thomas More, who, you know, if you've ever seen the the movie or the play A Man for All Seasons, there's this iconic line in it <laughs> where he, you know, he asks uh, uh, to see the emblem or a medal that, that a, a person is wearing, and it was of Wales. And, you know, it, the whole idea is like, you gave you gave your soul and your principle and everything away for Wales, and uh, you know it's it's sort of be like saying Daniel, you know what did you get out of this deal? Oh, you're the secretary of uh, you know tractors, you know not even agriculture, the secretary of tractors. <laughs> I mean, it's not to to bemoan or demean the position; it's more to say that like you gave up so much to get so little, and that's what I feel. People, all of this for what? For what? And, and that and that's my point. It's like. So we've come this far. We're at the right. precipice. So we've given up all our values. Right. Lesbian porn is now okay, evidently. Um, him praising but, but the wait, artsy, elegant pictures the of his wife. I, th- that's the part. I don't even, without litigating that specifically, I'm not even upset about that. Because you could, you could, if we were talking principles, argue the principles and the merits of that versus Hillary or Bill or the Monica thing. Yeah. But, but, but that's the but thing. That's what I'm saying. It's not. But once it's a slippery slope. Right, it, it is. But because we're not, you're not just doing it relative. You become OK with it. And our guys are OK with it. But now. it's beyond even the OK. We're, we're not even arguing it because we're just accepting it as, you know, in the in the course of events or, or just par for the course or whatever. It's, yeah. I mean, to us, it's just a thing. Exactly. That's just another thing. So that the values, the character, um, Two legs of the stool gone. We're now the party of Russia. I mean, everything. We're, we're throwing everything overboard. More porculous spending than Hillary announced yesterday. I mean, one thing after another. I can't even keep up the minimum wage. Um, you know, it's just nonstop. Okay. But I'm telling you, Joe, we're going to die if Hillary's win. Okay, okay. So that's my point. Let's freaking win. I mean, I I, be, I actually agree for the most part with that, and I want to, and and we want we're trying to do it, and we're trying to put out articles focusing back the attention on Hillary, um, but the guy's not doing it, and and that's what I'm telling these people. All I'm asking is, a don't sell yourself out. Don't don't come full circle that you're now trashing people like Tim Hulescamp, that you're happy the establishment is defeating him. Don't start changing your views on issues, and most importantly, you. Don't cheer on every indefensible thing he does and not demand a course correction if the guy is now lower than Bob Dole, McCain, and Romney were at any course in time in some of these states. It makes no sense. The guy's not going to win if if he doesn't change. So it's all that for nothing. It's circular logic. What I'm trying to say is not, oh, let's attack Trump to relitigate the primary. 
I'm saying to demand of him a course correction, not to take us for granted that, hey, you better cut this garbage out, rather than all of us pom-poming everything he does, he's not going to change. And if he doesn't change, he will lose. And if he loses, Hillary will win. So, uh, what's the point of this whole thing? I don't even know. I mean, that's, and that's, I was talking with friends the other day and and even today, and it's almost an everyday occurrence. We just had uh, primaries here in Michigan. And what everyone said is because of just the way that they where I live and, and what things were up, they were like, well, I might vote Democrat this time in this primary because next time I can kind of cross over and there's and I really don't have to worry about the top of the bat you know they were just talking about political strategy and they said but what are we going to do about president at the end of the day I mean what are you doing and there there are so many people that I feel are politically homeless right now because there isn't you can't even go and and look if you want to if you want to email me and debate me about not voting for Trump, it means, you know, is putting a, a mark in the Hillary category. I, 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 you know, I'll argue that all day in, in, in be able yeah. to beat you. I mean, I feel like that is just <laughs> such a, a, a false uh, a false premise. Sure. But that's the thing. If we really don't have an option, if we really can't even hold our nose, because a lot of people did for Romney, what does that say about about anything, about, uh, about anywhere? Yes. Because you know what? On the other side, there are a lot of people that are going to hold their nose and vote for Hillary. And it's not, you know, you. Oh, yeah. They, they goose that. You know, and they can you can argue about what that shows about liberals and whatever. But here's the thing. Yeah. It, it does state and it does show, you know, kind of where we are a, as a party and as a, as a, you know, political society. No. And, and, and that's the thing, Joe, that that's a good point. And because we're we're out of we feel out of options. But the bet the way to create an option the way to create a choice is by having that cognitive dissonance and saying, look, oh gosh, I feel compelled to vote. And I'm not telling you guys to do that. I'm just saying if that is where you're all, you are, I don't begrudge anyone for voting their conscience, unlike some other exactly. people. But, but, you know, but, but you want to do it fine. But the way to do this thing, you know what? I'm going to double down on electing people like Tim Camp down ballot. I'm going to double down on fighting in this right. state. I'm going to double down on 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 fighting on the issues particularly where Donald Trump himself is very weak to make sure we don't lose them and we strive for a better day that if he does get elected we could force him to the right on those issues or if he doesn't we could start a new party or somehow resuscitate this dead horse which is a different story um, based on these principles right let's walk and chew gum at the same time don't just yes it's all about Trump and whatever he does I will Whatever is good for him is good for me, and I will not criticize anything. I will not demand course correction, and I will now want to defeat conservatives who didn't support him, even if that means that will empower John Boehner and the establishment. You know, if if he, don't do if that. If Ewell's camp would have won, Daniel, I would have been able to put a feather in the hat of, I'm going to vote for Donald because at least yes. at least the sentiment is real. At least. The, the the anti-establishment yeah. wave is a reality, but it's not. It's a reality. And that's not to say don't vote fraud. for him. That's just saying for me, like you always say, Hules Camp is the canary in the coal mine for me. No, exactly. And and that's what we need to look forward to. And that's why just we're out of time here. I just want to end that I am very proud of. I know you have worked hard. We're all kind of on the ropes with our wives. <laughs> um, just the amount of hours we've put in is, is, just, is just appalling. Um, but our entire staff... I'm just very proud of what we've done here. You know, 
agree, disagree on some people's takes. We have a little bit of diversity of thought exactly with Trump and whatever. But the point is we're all focusing on such an array of issues you don't even read elsewhere. National security, immigration, the courts, um, fiscal policy, everything. We are not going to change who we are. And and this is the leadership of Mark Levin. He was consistent on the issues. You know, everyone always says, well, you were, you know, you guys were out on the limb praising Trump when others weren't last year. Well, yes, because he was talking about birthright citizenship and sovereignty, and so, and it's about the issue. And when he's talking about crap and personal rock gut, we're going to criticize that because it's not about the guy. And I just want to, I know we're out of time here, but I want to note, make, you know, we, we supported Ted Cruz, most of us here, but, but, you know, I made sure that when I disagreed with him, and rather than covering up, I, I, I made sure right away to write about that because because he kind of identified with, you know, I identified as him, with him, I want to make sure, like, yeah, I'm for him on net, but, you know, I'm not going to change my views for everything. So one of the things, and I think you and I probably disagree on this, I know we do, um, but he opposed enhanced interrogations at Gitmo. Some of that probably has to do with his father's experience being tortured in Cuba. And I disagreed with that. I feel, I feel it's needed. And I, I made sure to say that. I'm not going to say, oh, yes, Mr. Cruz said that. So now I'm going to change my views. That's all I ask of some of you who are into Donald Trump. Don't change who you are to, to comport with this man's orientation, particularly this man's capricious, erratic orientation. Vote for him if your heart so desires. And actually... Let's hold him accountable if we want to change course and actually fulfill the ultimate goal of beating Hillary and the even better ultimate goal of of, of uh, securing enduring long-term victories and finally finding a home for our timeless principles. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us. We're going to have so much more we need to talk about. Look at the conservative conscience, conservative review page. God bless. This has been another episode of the conservative conscience.